Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Uh, welcome. And <laughs> yes, we want to welcome everyone. Uh, let me take my headphones off because that can get annoying. Um, welcome everyone. My name is Nathan. I am Lacey. That's my wife, Lacey. <laughs> I had to point at her. <laughs> Usually she's so chatty and ready to... Well, we're kind of doing this around... We're, we're recording this around dinner time, which is kind of where I start losing steam a little bit for the day. So I was kind of unsure how this was going to go anyway, just because my... My abilities kind of <laughs> drop drastically after five o'clock. <laughs> we, well, that, not just that, but we we're kind of wrapping up all the holiday stuff. So you've been d as as Ari said, de decorating, de decorating, undecorating, undecorating. That's okay. what it was, undecorating. Yes, that uh, is a our thing. house from Christmas. So you're exhausted. I'm just tired. I don't think I'm exhausted from the undecorating. I'm exhausted from the holidays and the travel and the lack of schedule and right. our kids losing their minds almost every day because of the lack of schedule. So I'm ready for that. I am so ready we, for a break to be done. Actually, we are 100% a schedule family. Uh, Even you who, no, I don't like schedule, but you three go, you lose, you come apart at the seams. Here's the th- no, from you, your lack of schedule. You say you don't like schedule. But even you get flustered if your schedule is thrown off. You hate surprises. Agree to disagree. That's not the agree to disagree for tonight. <laughs> we are doing agree to disagree, but that's not it. Um, uh, I keep, this doesn't have my face ID on it. Were you going to say anything about what, who we are, what we, we're doing, or anything like that? Yeah, kind of no, intro, we're welcome just going to blaze past hey, that. No, thank you for tuning into our podcast. Really appreciate it. This is Shoot the Breeze with Nathan and Lacey Steele. Uh, I am Nathan. It's my wife, Lacey, over there. I, who, I am. Who's choosing not to say anything. <laughs> I just like to hang you out to dry sometimes, see what you're going to do. <laughs> In this episode, we have a few few things that are going to be brand new. Last episode... We did a few new segments. This everything's actually going to be yeah, yeah because this is a new, new <laughs> series on our podcast. Yes, we have multiple things available on our podcast. We have teachings, we have coaching, we have uh, shoot the breeze. <laughs> so we have a few things. Mm-hmm. If you've missed any of those, feel free to go back and listen to those. They're fun. On tonight's on and where and just to kind of yeah. Let people know where they where can they download those at? Like where do you have those available so, at? Wow, that is a great question. Yeah. Unprompted. I know. Um, you can download our podcast on our website. You, if you're not like a Spotify or Google or Apple user, go to our website. You'll get no But they are on all those platforms but as well. But they are also on Correct. Spotify, Google, and <laughs> Apple. Not in any particular order, however, my preference is Spotify. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on Spotify. I do I like really Spotify. Yeah, and yeah. if you are a video person, we do have this available in video form for Correct. the visual. Yep, that's also available on our website and YouTube. Oh. Look at you, wow. you're a dream. Uploading to all those I'm, platforms. I am. I'm a dream. I'm like a triple threat. 
I can do media. Okay. I am uh, able to put shoes on. I don't tie my shoes. I just put them on. Okay. They're elastic laces. I think everybody's really into the elastic laces nowadays, though. Um, and I also wear pants with elastic around the waist. Okay. Triple threat. <laughs> interesting categories. <laughs> Two unique. of the three deal with elastic. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I feel like it's near New Year, New You. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe we should have, we should look at those categories a little bit. Maybe. That's what you've been threatening, <laughs> is changing our diet for the year, and then also... Our diet. My, uh, uh, yeah, all of us, like, getting rid of milk, getting rid of dairy. Yes, yes, we are a family of many allergens already, and I have been doing a lot of different, um, what is the right word, accommodations for those, but I'd like <coughs> to actually see two of the family members move to the dark side with us, and... Um, us, meaning I, Ari and I. Lydia may or may not legitimately have dairy intolerances. I do not. This is going to be a sacrifice for me for no benefit whatsoever. Listen, you are a terrible eater, and I would like to extend your life because we already have the terrible, terrible disease to deal with. So I was thinking maybe having you eat healthier would be a benefit, but I'm not going to be able to get Lydia to do it unless you join in. So we are at an impasse. <laughs> We are right. This is kind of an agree to disagree, right? Like, no, I'm agreeing like, with you. I'm I'm saying, you know what? I'm willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's no benefit whatsoever to me. And I want you to know that, that it's a sacrifice. Feel free to hit us back if you feel like there is benefits for Nathan in changing his <laughs> diet and <laughs> his intake of food. Those of you who have been close to him know that he prefers donuts. Yep. Little Debbie's. Nope. That's not true. Zebra cakes. Sorry, a hostess cakes. Anything along those lines. He's really McDonald's basket of fries. Basket of fries. Twenty piece chicken nugget. Yes. I'm helping you out just yep. to kind of dig the hole. Anything deeper. fried. Um, not a, chicken that's fried not true. steak. Hold on, that's not true. Not anything fried. I don't like deep fried pickles. I don't like deep fried Twinkies. I guess all I say is, some, if you're in a restaurant and someone says, "Sir, would you like the large or the extra large serving?" What do you always say? I say extra large because I don't want to waste money. <laughs> it's like a dollar more for the extra large, <laughs> and extra I can have and I can have two and I can have two meals. It'd you do? You dinner. bring stuff home? Yeah. Interesting. I do. Do you put it in the back fridge? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then I eat it later, unless someone happens to clean out the back fridge like they did last time and ate and got rid of my chicken fried steak. Interesting. Interesting. We are going to move on to a segment we call Agree to Disagree. (laughs) We are already warmed up for this, as you can see. We're here. Agree to Disagree. This this segment came about because Lacey and I have these... We're we're both very passionate about... um, life subjects subjects <laughs> topics in general <laughs> we're both very passionate and sometimes we agree however for the most part we disagree not most part i even disagree with you about that it's not most part see <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i rest my case um so agree to disagree came about when we're like hey wouldn't it be great to have bring up topics that we know we're very passionate about and disagree on 
and uh, basically end the segment with, well, agree to disagree. So I feel like I need to also, the point of this segment is to get people on my side. That's fine, even though they'll probably agree with me. I doubt it. Well, I guess it'll... Okay, give us the subject. So the subject today is hotel keys. Do you return them or do you keep them? Or throw them away. Just get rid of, like, not care about them. Yeah, but you uh, tend to keep them in your purse. And then we find purse. it three weeks after our vacation. And I'm like, honey, we're supposed to return this key. And you're like, eh, agree to disagree. And so that's how this, huh, that's how this came up. I think you have to return the keys, all of the keys that you got with your hotel room. If you've asked for additional keys, you have to return those. No, here is my take on it, is that we live in an era where hotel keys are no longer keys. They are little plastic cards that they have 50 million of them behind the desk. And if you work at a hotel, you feel free to back me up on this. And you just key in whatever room it is. No, so no, no. Hold on, hold on. Not if you work at a hotel. If you own a hotel <laughs> because you are the one that is paying for them as a courtesy of a you customer. You know what? It is a write-off. It is no. like a 10-cent write-off for your little key card. Let me ask you something. You personally have purchased cards for ministries we've worked with how much are they i don't know all i know is that no. when i lose a key or i have a key i just go get another key and then when i'm checking out and i try to give the keys back but if i forget about them or i lose them or i misplace them then i don't worry because i do a good job keeping the room nice i do a good job keeping um, you do that and i'll give you credit for that right, you, like i am yeah, a, i am yeah. a good client people want me to stay at their hotel and so as, they don't care about a few little key cards no as an additional courtesy you return them you return to me it's a sign listen i have cleared my room out i'm coming in and i'm checking out of my room and here's the keys to prove to you i've not lost them i've maintained order in your hotel room no here's the problem you have here's a deep dive into nathaniel it's not about the key cards it's not about the hotel owner it's not about responsibility it's the fact that i lost something and i don't care where it is he his brain explodes <laughs> when he loses something he cannot cope with life in fact this is one of our most um what's we're supposed to keep this light and fluffy no no okay? no i need to tell a story of when we were first married and i was living in this bnb we were on the off season so i was living there and when we got married he moved into the bnb with me and it was a small little apartment and he was so frustrated because he could not find the back to the remote and I didn't care. And I was like, listen, I have other things going on in my life. I don't care about the back to the remote. And he just couldn't get over it. And this is like just a few days into our marriage, right? And he was having like anxiety over it. He was just hyper focused on finding the back to this remote. And so one night we go to bed and he had been, you know, looking for a while. I said, forget about it. And I didn't realize how deep this um, sick, would you call it a sickness? I is? would say... A, a, I am thorough and also <laughs> observant of my surroundings. Not that observant because. And also <laughs> I appreciate uh, cleanliness. Okay. And order. All right, fine. So I go to bed that night and he gets in bed and he's acting like he's going to sleep. And I try to, I kind of fall asleep and I wake up and he's not there. And I go into the living room and he had snuck out of bed. 
and there was like couch cushions everywhere there was like his furniture moved and he was looking for the remote back and i was like what are you doing what is going on and he he's like i just i couldn't sleep i had to find the remote back and i'm like nathan that has never had a remote back. It has been gone for years. Do you notice the like layers of scotch tape on the back of that remote? Because it has been always just had tape background, like tape backing, holding it. Here's up. hold on. In my defense, when I first brought up the subject of the remote back, something that a loving caring spouse who cares for their <laughs> you know significant other would say is oh that's never had a remote back don't worry about it <laughs> no instead she goes i don't care it doesn't matter which and brings I, us it, back to the hotel keys so as a loving spouse as someone who cares about their significant other knowing that they appreciate order cleanliness general you know uh structure in their life one would say, you know what? I care about you. Here's the other hotel key. No. They instead refuse to tell you, I don't know, I don't care, and then walk off and say, I'm going to drive off if you keep looking for the hotel key. <laughs> if you want to join your family as I drive off, I would get in the car and stop looking for the hotel key. Yes, and you should see his brain just absolutely explode when I lose my key before I'm ready to leave and I go to the front desk and get a third key. He almost, like, loses Guys, his mind. Uh, I need it, people <laughs> listening to this, watching this, whatever, comment, listen, if you appreciate any semblance of order or structure in your life, will you please give me tips and tools on how to reach a spouse who doesn't necessarily share those same feelings of order and and con not control because it's not a control oh thing. is that what it is it's it's, it's just I feel like an appreciation of oh i feel like we've hit it on the head here no. what, what is this actually about oh, hold on, hold on. so you mm. you're saying you have no you have no control issues are you saying my ability to appreciate knowing where something is you have no control issues all i'm saying is that there's a hierarchy of things that take my time and attention Hotel keys do not make, they do not move to the head of that okay. list. Okay, here's the thing, guys. On our next episode, we're going to be doing a whistleblower. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, it's my turn to do a whistleblower on Lacey. So please join us for the next episode on um, control issues with Lacey. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, we've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I, I'm serious. I'm so hungry.
I, it's hard for me to concentrate. It's not like a diabetic hunger. It's just like, oh man, I should. Was just talking dinner. about all the donuts and the chicken fried steak. Did <laughs> that really get you? So that got you really hungry. <laughs> well, so because hungry we're right we're now. filming this at dinner time. I know. We need to stop filming at dinner time. <laughs> like, just stop. Walk away right now. Just walk away. <laughs> no, okay, guys. Anyways, back to key cards. Mm. It is a subject that Lacey and I need to. I think this this subject is dead. Agree we have to agreed disagree. to disagree. No, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Because we have to end it with agree to disagree. Because <laughs> neither of us are going to win. We're so, no. 16 years into our marriage, we're so, uh, what is it, solidified in our opinions <laughs> that <laughs> we literally have to end subjects with, well, agree to disagree. <laughs> that's why couples that have been married a lot longer than us, like 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. you observe them and they just... They have this almost dance they do, and you're mm-hmm. like, how does that even work? And it's like, wow. You know, you know what's funny is you've started, I've noticed, in the last few months, I tend to enter conversations and really not be inappropriate just to, like, get a rise out of people, but, like, I say words and I say things, and Lacey has to either kick me or or kind of nudge me to push me back on to make some, you seem like a decent person yeah to like yeah. put me back onto a social norm right? right like oh sorry i was like going off into non i, I guess what is socially acceptable acceptable yeah. yeah here's what's been happening the last few months is Lacey's not been nudging me or pushing me and so i'll just start talking and i kind of look for some semblance of a safety like a boundary <laughs> and it's not there anymore because she hasn't been nudging me and i'm like honey, this is very dangerous because I don't know when to stop talking. And you're just kind of staring at me. I don't know, appreciating? I, like, what is it you're you're doing? I, I feel like the Lord has really been working on me about uh, being okay with who I am. Yeah. And before I used to look at your snafus <laughs> as a reflection of myself and my choices. And now I just, you know, I watch the show like everybody else. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more, uh, you know, it's, it's enjoyable. But, the, but have you, no, no, have you not noticed, like, I'll be halfway into a, into saying something and I kind of get this, like, deer in, a, look. Yeah, deer in the headlights look like, oh no, I don't know where there's, this train is going. And I know just, exactly where the train is going. And it, it's, it's, there's no tracks where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> You're forging your own trail. Goodness. Okay, so... Another segment that we wanted to do, and and this this may be like a one episode thing. We'll see late because Lacey's a lot better at this than me, but it's called fact checker. It's where Lacey or I will find a news story or make up a news story, okay. and the other person gets three questions, and they have to f- figure out if this is a true story or a made-up story. Do you feel like this is how the Facebook fact-checkers do it? They, like, kind of bounce it off each other and be like, do you think <coughs> this is fake? And they're like, yeah, we feel like it's Or they'll fake. just, like, make up random facts and be like, fact-check, and, like, make something up. Do you um, want to know a fun fact right now, just before we do, like, the... Actual one? Yeah, yeah, yeah what, like an actual fact. What's a fun fact? They're saying that flu, the flu, is down 98% this year. Shocking. <laughs> Which we don't have to comment on that, but I I find that if you're interesting. Watching, if, you're, if you're watching the video of this podcast... 98%. <laughs> just amazing. It's a miracle! 
You know, okay, another fun fact is I did a post for Ariana's birthday Mm -hmm. involving a certain fast food restaurant chain and a certain virus that has been going around. Okay. And it didn't get fat checked on either Instagram or Facebook. You made it through. I made it through. (laughs) And I said some derogatory things. Wow. Not derogatory, like mean, but like... Is that when I was there to nudge you? Yeah, things that should have been (laughs) fact-checked. It wasn't. Okay, well, let's do our fact-check. Give me a fact-check. Here's the fact-check. I was reading the, what is it? I usually like... Paper? Wait, wait, wait. Do we... News article? Do we say... The news article? Or do we say the newspaper? Can we say that? Well, I feel like now I'm going to be able to say it's accurate because you're giving me a source. You got to either, if either you're going to BS me or you're not. Well, no, no. That's what I'm wondering is do we, because like, would that be promoting or what? What Oh, oh, oh. You mean state your source. Yeah. I would just, I would just say I was reading an article or. It obviously wasn't a physical newspaper because we haven't done that in years. (laughs) (laughs) Online. Okay. I was reading a s- certain source that okay. I generally get my... Information from. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Here was the headline. Santa Claus arrested for breaking into residents' homes. Do you want me to give you some information on yeah, it? Yeah, give me a little okay. bit more. A man dressed as Santa Claus was arrested Christmas Eve for breaking into a family's home. The 64-year-old man claimed he was Santa and was leaving gifts for the family. <laughs> Okay. You have three questions. All right. My first one was okay. he, um, where was this at? Oregon. It was in Portland, Oregon. It was in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Oh, that's <laughs> very important. Yep. <laughs> did he get released or did he get charged? He was, no, he was, uh, arrested. So okay. obviously he's not, he's not, he's in custody. Is that, is that the right word? In okay. custody. What exactly was he doing in the homes? He was leaving gifts, <laughs> as the man stated. I was leaving gifts. No, I mean, was is there proof that he was leaving gifts? No. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I say this story's true. Okay. You have no... That was like... You had like one question left. Oh, I said I did three. Did you? I said, was he arrested? Oh, what where was, was it he at? was leaving and what was, where was it at? Yeah. Uh... This is a hundred percent false. Really, I made it up, and I cannot believe wow. that I tricked you because this you is like never a f- trick. I know me. I never trick you. Good job, hon. I know. Thank I'm you. Pr- I'm proud of Can you. Can you tell the story? Hold on. I feel like we need to tell the story of kind of why this came up. This fact checker came up is early on in our marriage. Uh, while I would do a therapy, Lacey would read a book to me. <laughs> like we would read a, a book that we both enjoyed. And um, can you tell the story of? So we were reading, yeah. we were reading a book together and it was kind of a suspense drama book and, um, Nathan would be totally into it and I would just be reading along and I'm pretty good at making stuff up on the spot. And so I would kill <laughs> off a main character or do something super insane. And I would be, here's the thing, guys, I would be blown away and she would be flipping. I'd go for like pages. Yeah. In she would flip pages. Line. Yeah. And he'd be looking at me like, no way, no. And I'd be, <laughs> and I'd be like, no, not really. I'm just messing with And you. then I'd be like, wait, 
how much have you been lying to me? And she would have to go back like two or three pages and kind of undo the lie. Right. And, like, and okay, then it'd be all where... messed up in his mind, though. Guys, I for for a while, I was like, wait. <laughs> and I would have what to... What is real? Yeah, what is real? <laughs> Finally, they made a movie of it, and I was able to... Get figure it straightened out. out. Get the straight, get the straight story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if there's ever a game, like oh, any Lord. kind of game, where you have to like try to spin a yarn or whatever, yeah. yarn is that the right spin old timey a yarn? turn? Spin term? a yarn. Yeah, like Sp- old you, yarn. No, you spin you a, a story. Okay. Or you spin a web of lies. But there's like an old yarn, isn't that a saying? No. <laughs> no. Yes, it is. It's no, an it's idiom. Not. It's not an idiom. It is an idiom. It's not. Fact check. I need a fact check. <laughs> Baby, you don't spin a yarn. No, I don't. I don't think you're supposed to spin it. You're I talking think it's about, just you tell a yarn. No, I think the idiom you're talking about is when you want to kind of like fast forward. You you want to just like pull the yarn, pull the line. No. Yeah, you know the you're story wrong. of the guy who's like, oh, if you you have this magic ball wow, of yarn. Wow, you're going. Wow, you're going real far. Yeah. Okay, because You're number one, yours is way off. You don't no, spin a yarn. No, I you didn't. I spin said a web I, of lies. No, listen, listen. I think I mixed up two things. I think there's like an old yarn is like us, old story. It's not. I think it's it is. not. 100% not. I think it is. for the next segment this is the last segment is it now of this podcast unless you have something important that you want to tell our listeners i've been just saying all kinds of important things left and right important 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 (laughs) fact fact (laughs) left fact right that's not a yarn that's real (laughs) that's good oh lacy's just yarning (laughs) you that's not how you say it it's a noun. No, yo, no. It's like there's actual like yeah, ways of grammatical usage, colloquialisms, yeah, and this. hundred percent. You're totally yarning me. Fact check. That's not how you say it. False. Missing. This is miss. People do not listen to her. This is misinformation. She is spreading misinformation about yarn and lies. <laughs> There's like a little bar underneath it that says, fact check, yarn is what you use to make things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You spin a web, you do not spin yarn. <laughs> okay, what's your next, what's your wow. next point? Pet peeves. Oh, like, wow. No, okay, so this is a segment. Of you? No, <laughs> Of, no, it's not about other people. Oh. It's stuff that you and I have talked about that we legitimately, it, it, it it's a pet peeve of ours. And this like is that kind of you a, do to me or no, that? No, 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 no. Oh. That you and I. Because I got to, I, excuse me as I unpack this. No, this is, that's whistleblower. That's what that is. Oh. No, pet peeves. Okay, let me give you give the subject that you and yeah, I yeah, had yeah. previously talked about. This is um, censorship and the importance of comedy. Mm, okay. Because th- that's not really a pet peeve. That's like a no. It is like a, an issue. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's no, like a pet peeve is like you don't close the door when I'm taking a nap, and you come into the room, and I have to get up and close it as you come in and go out and come in and go out. Not like this is like not this, that's a f- this applies that's like a no that's like uh nah, that's annoying no that's no. a pet peeve that's something okay. that like really makes me mad <laughs> okay it's like mm. and then and then i finally get it closed and then lou comes in 
knocks it open because you well, don't even latch you don't close it. it. Hard enough. No. Not okay. Accurate. Anyways, no, this is a serious one. Okay. Dealing with censorship and why I, uh, it's a pet peeve of mine when things are censored. Well, and I mean, that's, okay, comedy is one issue right. of censorship. It's not a, well, that doesn't cover all the issues that come along with censorship. No, 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 no. We're just specifically talking about comedy. And you and I had this conversation about the use of comedy within relationships and why it's important it, it kind of acts as a buffer on you know when you kind of like societal norms ribbing well you know when you kind of like ribbing someone and you're you're kind of right. pointing out something in your their life right it's societal societal norms that we can make fun of and we make fun of like when we're talking about with our friends you you had just had a conversation with your friends about this, that you're making fun of each other, and it's almost like a check and balance within your relationship. It's like a gentle little nudge, like, hey. Right. No, and that's why right. I feel like comedy and when things are censored within comedy, or even, like, in your relationship, when things have become censored, it's no longer accountability it's no longer this ability to speak into someone's life right it's so like comedy well, I mean, comedians. And it's in its you know censorship in its truest form controls truth it controls right. information right and they say the best comedy is actual truth yeah. like it has to have some truth in it for it to be funny right and so when you're always trying to control what someone <laughs> is saying um you do you're going to lose. And I think what is going to be missing, we're going to be missing out a lot on is we, if we keep riding this censorship train is yeah. the value that, and the fun that we have with poking fun at things that are funny. And I'm not talking about mocking. Um, no. And there's a very, there's a difference between mocking something and pointing something out. So like in the, in the church world, okay, we're, Christians, we we go to right. church. There's things that Christians do that it's it's just that funny. are funny. It's funny, just funny to laugh at a little yeah. bit because it can it can turn into this whole culture. This whole <laughs> I mean, I know one of the things a few years ago that was really funny was talking about worship leaders' hair and all having the yeah. same haircut or just worship leader style and or like prayer. How someone prays, like for example, Lacey prays Lord. She's always going to be like Lord, 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 this, Lord, that, right? And it's funny and it, it's you know we we kind of but it's it's one of those things that. You know, when you point it out, it's like, okay, am I just saying, like, for prayer, right? Mine my, is... My brother-in-law says, oh, Heavenly Father God. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's things that you... You know what's funny about that is when you listen to someone else pray, you, you recognize, oh, you know what? Do I address God that way? Or have I kind of gotten in my own little rut of... I say this, you know. So is this your correction for me? And no, 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 no. I'm what I'm saying you, is, I don't care. right. No, but what I'm saying is when we can make fun of people, like, without being when we can make fun of things without being censored, or maybe, maybe the, let's say it this way. When we start censoring things in our own life or even in society, there's no longer a need to correct a behavior, right? There's no longer, okay, we just can't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Right. Well, then there's, well, then I don't need to correct a behavior and that behavior then becomes should become okay. Well, and I, and I think we're just talking about one leg of yeah. the censorship issue. And I think comedy is something that is going to suffer for it. But the bigger issue of censorship is something that, um, what more applies to what you're talking about, okay. how it makes us afraid to talk about things that are real. 
because or it, it becomes a it's a thing started. you know we we talk about having encouragement partners in the book in in unlove and no but it, this is the thing is when i'm no longer able to say something to you right whether it's in humor or in seriousness right when we've censored something in our own life we don't talk about it then there's no longer the ability to grow in that area of your life Right. You, you cut off any ability to grow in a specific area. And that's ultimately what censorship does. Now, I was kind of leaning into more the comedy side of it, like when we're no longer able to make fun of something or, or again, like you're saying, not mocking, not belittling, not putting down. But when you're able to have ingest, make fun of or, you know, talk about something or make something funny it all of a sudden starts to become this thing that we can't talk about, then it's censorship, then it's no longer an area we can grow in because we're not addressing it, right? And so, but no, like you, I think the thing you had brought up in comedy or in censorship that you do in your relationships, your friendships, is you have this, you kind of like make fun of each other on certain areas or like when someone's being overly, um, well, like, I'm trying to think of a generic example, um, how this plays out in personal relationships. No longer comedy in society, but like in personal relationships. How this, because <laughs> Alicia and I do this all the time to each other. But no, I'm trying to think of an example for myself because I don't want to throw my friends under the bus. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's something they've yeah. made fun of you for? Oh, um, plenty of things. I can. <laughs> Where, I, let me let me start because man where do i begin right yeah, give me something i'm having trouble thinking of something right now um let's see one man i'm trying to think and now it's like okay i know something me and my cousin we make fun of each other for is uh writing emails that are impersonal so we'll put in facts within an email and then we have to go back and add personal things like hello, how's your day? Like, we're so robotic in our communication style. We have to go, and we'll make fun of each other and be like, hey, guess what I did today? I said hello to someone, and it was, like, not robotic. Right, and <laughs> I know, and that, I mean, that, I think, though, yes. I feel like I, we're being unclear in that um, the reason we've been talking about this issue yeah. is because you have we have seen it affect people's willingness to just say things that are funny or that yeah. or like certain people um that almost like they've been i don't even know how to say it but th that censorship in any form is a um I like how it you said it. It's not healthy. It's yeah, not I like how you said thing. it, how it's a control of, um, it's controlling, hmm, shoot, how did you say it? The, the story? Yeah, yeah. We could rewind the tape later and figure figure it out. At least we'll it was recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tape. Re <laughs> <laughs> you know that old hey, yarn I was saying. <laughs> 1980s called. <laughs> They want their tape back. Now VHSs are offended. <laughs> back on the recording, on the recorder. Yeah. I don't um, know. I think there's a middle ground. Like, it's the whole pendulum idea, right? Yeah. Like, that we we do need to be caring for people and not... Right, just... there's, a, there's a pendulum, be or there's a, there's a tension between 
mocking people right. and belittling people to not saying anything that could possibly potentially offend someone. Right. Right? There's a tension between those two things. And I think what we're talking about with censorship, with comedy and society, and then bringing it into more of a personal you within a relationship, if your relationships are so censored that you don't feel safe around someone, there's there's an issue there, right? Right. Um, and, and it, you know, then we can kind of blow that up into society that when comedy, when things are being censored, you recognize, wow, there's a deeper issue here and we shouldn't be maybe censoring everything because mm. we can no longer address things societally or even in personal relationships. Okay, if I feel censored in this area, that's not a healthy relationship, right? Again, we're not mm. talking about belittling and making fun of someone we're saying, hey, if I can no longer even, address issues. Right. In and life, you're talking about it being used in a correctional form. Right. More than censorship. I mean, because you want to be able to be, say you're uncomfortable with something, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's censorship. No. I think it's when you're, you're not yeah. allowing somebody to talk. Yeah, like what would it? Because now I'm trying to figure out what it would be. This is good. We're we're digging into this, because I'm like, okay, sometimes someone says something and I could be offended at it, or I could, I could choose to take it as an offense. Well, right, because somebody could say something mm. that they think is really funny, and I could say, no, I don't think that's funny. Right. And I have before, right. and I have said, no, that is a, it's actually not a kind thing to say, and it's a demeaning thing to yeah. say to so and so. Or but again, wouldn't that go fall back into not belittling or demeaning? Right? What do you mean? Mm. Belittling or demeaning the yeah, person? Yeah, taking oh, someone's... Oh, you I, mean what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not what we're talking about, about being funny. When you're, when you're defacing, when you're devaluing, when you're um, diminishing someone's identity, right, who they right. are, you are stupid. Okay, well, no, that's not what we're talking about. That's not a that's not a censorship issue. That's or if someone's talking nasty about women, like, and they think <clears throat> it's all funny. But and again, I don't find that funny. Right, but because they're they're devaluing and diminishing right. that woman's identity, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're talking about. That's not funny. Those are those are things that aren't funny. But when we say, okay, um, <laughs> Nathan tends to be robotic in his in his uh, emails or in his communication. That's a fact. It's not diminishing my identity. It's saying, hey, <laughs> I need to work on how I communicate well, with and, people. Well, and, you know, and uh, something to think about, is it more about the motive of the person mm -hmm. than it is w how they're saying it? Because people can say things and have it come off wrong. <laughs> right. And then people are sitting there going, oh, my gosh, did they just say that? And they don't even realize how it's come across because, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, motive is some huge. of the... <laughs> You know, some of the, the people that have had to come and issue pol apologies for things they've said that they'd not meant right. to be in any way, shape, or form how they were taken. And yeah. we look at how we jump on that and we get so aggressive that after that person. And that. Yeah, yeah, and then we start accusing and yeah. calling names and you need to be better. You need to be more sensitive. You need to be up on the new whatever titles, the, you know, whatever the, the, the acceptable, right, phrases. you know, phrases are. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. This is more unsafe of a place for people to be 
able to to talk right then what you're thinking you think you're creating a safe place but actually you're creating this like you know sterile place right and and i think that it does have to do with that motive like what is that person their motivation really to um well other people down right and as someone who you know i don't (laughs) i don't say things to be offensive to people but i have a critique that has often come my way is I tend to be um, say things that could be offensive. Like when I'm, and you've you've heard this critique of me that when I'm whether it's teaching or in in a one on one conversation with someone, I can tend to say things brash. Or would that be is that the right word? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've seen it affect people in two different ways one is people who know me they receive it as wow nathan really loves me and doesn't care about how i could be offended by it he wants me to know this is an important subject whereas others have taken it as wow nathan is just really offensive and i think you're right it it goes back to motivation if we look at people's motivations and well, we're like jumping all over the topics here, but this is good. You picked a pretty big one. I know. I didn't realize. And you picked one leg I, of a pretty big one. I know, and I didn't realize this is good. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's looking at people's motivation. Is this person being offensive or is this person saying something that is offensive to me because it's a subject I need to deal with? And this is what the Bible talks about in Proverbs where it says kisses from a friend um, no, wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Right. That when I know the motivation, when I know someone cares about me, they can say some pretty harsh things to me. And as long as I believe and trust their motivation is good, you know what? I even assume, I'm going to assume your motivation is good, not assume that it's bad. They can say some hard things and it'll actually be a catalyst for maturity, for maturing in me. Growth, right? Right. And I, and I think, you know, the, how do you tell someone's motivation? Because that's a really, and we're not really supposed to judge motivation, right? right? So right. how, what does that look like? And I think that if you have a concern with what someone's saying, ask them about it, yeah. you know? And if you don't get clarity there, look at the fruit of their life. I mean, that is a way to judge in your own space, what to do with something. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying judge the person, but the thing that was said, that might be yeah. a way to kind of figure out what, if you should take it to heart or leave it. Like recently, um, it was where a holiday gathering, you know, and someone had made a joke about me that inferred that I was kind of um, uptight. And um, so I've been thinking about it and I've been thinking about like, is it in that situation was it past interactions? Is it something that I need to make a change mm-hmm. in my life for in the way that I'm interacting with, you know, the specific person? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, you know, we, when we, and it was said in a joking way, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that this person wanted to communicate that to me, but it's not going to sit me down and be like, hey, I feel right. stressed around you. You make mm-hmm. me feel uh, like I can't be myself. Right. And at the time, what I did with it is because this person actually responds better to jokes is I made a big joke about it. And I made a point to have this running joke with this person the whole time (laughs) because I realized, wait a minute, this is 
this is something that needs to be addressed in our relationship. That right. they, whether or not this opinion is accurate through comedy, through humor, they've expressed to me this is their perception of it. Right. And so I think that can be those times people do poke fun at something can be a time for you to learn a little bit more about yourself and be willing to, mm. like I said, you can either take it, throw it out, or you can take it and realize, okay, this is a, an issue in the relationship and, and ask them about it mm -hmm. or respond in um, a way you feel directed to. So maybe, you know, we're, we're kind of bouncing back and forth from someone being the recipient of a comment yes. to being the one making the yeah, comment. Yeah, I finally thought about an example. <laughs> no, I know. I know. You and I are... Well, it's, it's, that's kind of what this podcast is for, discussing stuff. Um, I hope so. Because <laughs> I feel all... I, dear... Dear listener, <laughs> I want you to know that if you are confused, I am sorry. We're, I really we're, try to keep this confused. on track, but well, okay. So let's let's do some here. Let's let's yeah. bring this bring the trolley back onto the train track. The trolleys don't go on train tracks. Yeah, they do. They go on tracks. No, they have like little um. Nope. They have little no, ropey, no, 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 no. wiry things back in the in, air. No, think of all the photos you saw in like san francisco either way they have tracks but, but they, they also have the ropey things in the air the electrical current yeah yeah but the they're wires. all on tracks <laughs> it's not an old yard it's true okay um okay anyways so let's first deal with the person receiving a comedic potentially offensive comment you Correct. can receive it as it is right? right okay just let it go just let it go receive it Two, you can reject it and be like, nope, I reject that statement, whatever it is. Or three, you can put it on the shelf and kind of what you're saying, maybe kind of be chewing on it. Is this something maybe that I need to change in my life, right? You, you could receive it. Man, okay, that's a good jab. They got me and I need to <clears throat> right. maybe deal with this in my life. You could reject it and be like, no, you're wrong. That was offensive, like what you were saying previously. That was offensive. That's diminishing someone's identity. That's devaluing. Or that's not fair to me. Let's yeah. talk about why you right, would right, say right. that to me. Right. But, well, and I, I would say maybe that one falls under the third one. Kind of shelve it, chew on it. Okay, how does this... I don't this... know. I, I've been in situations where a joke has been thrown my way and I've had to address it. And it's okay. not like in the moment, but it is a, a situation okay. where you ask, hey, yeah. can I talk to you? You said this earlier. And I'd Let's like to talk about maybe it. Maybe resolve it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so receive, reject, and maybe put it on the shelf and, and see if that topic comes up later in other relationships. Then that's kind of when you know, okay, maybe this is something I need to deal with. Right? So Isn't a, that receive? No, because you kind of shelve it. Like, like you don't know. Well, then there's four. To... There's just let it go. Oh, my word. Put it on the shelf, <laughs> like you were saying. There's actually a Address fifth one. Address it. You take a ball Receive of yarn <laughs> and you throw it at the person. <laughs> You're convoluting the subject. Okay. I'm not convoluting. You're convoluted. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say on that. Subject. I don't think we should. I think everybody's <laughs> done. <laughs> like I always say, I Thank enjoy... you for joining us on this <laughs> journey. <laughs> I enjoy beating this, a dead horse. Okay pathway of meandering worlds and here's the thing we have a path set out in front of us on this podcast and every once in a while we'll cross that path that's how i feel so like you can it look is. forward to that 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And... We wish you a wonderful... And we, we ask, please come back to another podcast Day. because I feel like you might get something out of the next one, even if you didn't get something out of this one. Please. You know what you did get? You got the desire to look up whether or not an old <laughs> yarn is actually an idiom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>